What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. What's up? Thank you for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Even though each week I ask for a review or ask you to share it, even though I genuinely mean that stuff, at the end of the day, if you're just listening to this, you're getting some value, um, or you just enjoy hearing what I have to say about life, fitness, nutrition, or tell a story or two, uh, I really appreciate that. If you're taking the time to listen to me, read anything I write, watch anything I film, uh, it really, really means a lot to me. And anything I can do to help you to show my appreciation, I will do. So if you guys ever need any tips, any advice, have a question uh, about you know your weight loss goals, fitness goals, nutrition in general, you want to run something by me, always feel free to reach out. Uh, you can do so on my Instagram. You can email me. Uh, my email is abadger at badgerstrength.com. I reply to literally anyone who reaches out to me. So always feel free to. So today, I wanted to tell, I wanted to share with you guys a story, and obviously, I always relate it back to how you can apply it to your life. But uh, I wanted to share a story about you know facing the consequences, uh, hence the title of the episode. So when I give a little background on it, so I grew up in Queens, New York, which is downstate New York, one of the five boroughs. Uh, when I was about six, 15, 16, how old was I? 16 years old, we moved uh, from downstate New York to upstate New York, where I still currently live. So uh, essentially, uh, I was you know pretty normal kid. Uh, you know, had had things going on in my family life throughout my childhood. Uh, you know, I was around drug addiction and, and stuff like that. Uh, you know was always you know in a in a low income situation and and kind of as an I was the oldest of three boys so I was always kind of exposed to some of the stuff we were going through uh first at an early age so kind of had me uh emotionally and mentally grow up a little faster than maybe some kids do and then in uh when I was in 8th grade end of 8th grade we moved into our first house so we had always lived in like apartments or lived with like my grandparents for a little while, but we had finally moved into a house. Uh, and within within a couple of years of that, uh, we were homeless. We were just uh, you know we couldn't afford our house anymore, but we didn't have uh, any place to go. And I don't say that like uh, you know feeling sorry for myself, and definitely not you know trying to say anything uh, negative about my parents or anything like that. I think you know it was just we just had hard times. You know we had fell on fell into hard times and uh, you know there's probably things that could have been done differently but whatever you know I'm over it now uh, I'll just I'm just dealing with the trauma of that as an adult and a father and a provider nowadays which I've talked about with you guys before so anytime you guys hear me talk about like my relationship with uh, stress or work or uh, you know the the ability to provide it stems from like those traumatic experiences I had as a kid of seeing like how hard it can be financially for people as adults and with the consequences of that and the stress that that could cause. So um, when I was in uh, 10th grade was, you know, when things were getting like really bad and, and we kind of realized we were going to, you know, lose the house and there was just a lot of stress. So at the time, I didn't have any friends. I didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I didn't, um, 
you know, talk to anyone at school. I, I, my best friends were my two brothers and, uh, they were both, they're both younger than me, obviously. So they weren't in high school yet. So I didn't even see them throughout the day. So a lot of times I would just leave home for the day to go to school and I would go like six, seven hours without even like saying a word to anybody. Um, and then going into 11th grade, uh, over the summer, some kids moved in across the street and one of them was in my grade and one of them was like two years younger and we became friends and over the summer we developed like a really close bond and then uh so going into 11th grade i was like oh shit like you know i'm gonna have friends now maybe have a social life i was very excited for the first time to go to school and then we're like oh hey we're losing our house and we have to move to upstate new york so um we moved in the middle of the first quarter of 11th grade and you know uh just through the move we we literally didn't have uh, a home so like we had to go stay uh with uh, some relatives in upstate new york for a few weeks we didn't have a car um so for like two so i missed like i think it was like two or three weeks maybe more of school and then started a new school didn't know anybody all over again uh, so anyway, I just uh, I tell you all that just to give you a little bit of background as to why. So uh, why I made this decision. So um, up until this point, I had always been like a very straight A student. Um, I never failed a test or a class. I had always gotten good grades, uh, and school kind of came relatively easy to me from an academic standpoint. I never. Uh, socially, <laughs> socially it wasn't great, but uh, academically I was always doing fine. But when we moved, I don't, I, I still don't know exactly why, but it was like a, I'm sure you guys can relate to this. It was just like a form of almost like self sabotage. So I moved schools, uh, didn't have friends, you know, uh, was starting in a new place. Um, kind of wanted to like, I remember saying that like I kind of wanted to like develop like a new identity almost like I wanted to like go into this new school and like just be a different person like make friends and and not hold on to who I thought I was in the old school and and that didn't happen uh, so um, I kind of just went back into my shell wasn't talking to anybody wasn't making friends wasn't dating and you know stuff was going on at home the stress of that anyway I just like got. Even as I'm telling this story, I'm trying to think exactly like why, but I just got like pissed off. Um, I mean, I know why I was pissed off, but I don't know why this is how I, I expressed that frustration, expressed that anger. But my way to express it was to just like f stop fucking trying. So like I had missed weeks of school and then moved to a new school with new teachers. Um, I saw so I was behind on stuff. I also didn't know anyone. I, I, and when you're in the school system too, it's like you move schools. They don't know what's going on in your outside life. They're just like, okay, you got to catch up dudes. Like, here's the book we're reading. Here's the, you know, the curriculum we're doing, you know, uh, you can get some after school help if you need to. Um, you, you have to buy, I don't know if they still do this now, but like we have to buy like those expensive, uh, Texas instrument calculators and I couldn't afford one. So like just the whole thing. Anyway, uh, I was just like, fuck it right i'm sure again i'm sure you guys can relate to this and this is not meant uh this story like when i first was thinking of it of telling it to you guys it wasn't meant to be like a direct analogy but now as i'm telling you it, it's it's you know making more sense but um yeah i was just like i felt like i was perfect when it came to grades up until that point i had been 
you know, always trying in the terms, in sense of getting good grades, of, you know, applying myself and putting an effort towards my schoolwork, even though I didn't have friends and I wasn't, I didn't have a social life. I just, for some reason, always saw the value in getting good grades. And, and I enjoyed, I didn't, <laughs> I take that back, I didn't enjoy it in the sense of I didn't enjoy school or enjoy doing schoolwork, but I knew that I had to get good grades, so I would just do it. Um, and then when things were not going well and I had been, you know, at this point, I'm in 11th grade. So for 11 years, had always been a good student, didn't get in trouble, laid low, was quiet. Um, I, you know, at the time I was 16, I didn't drink, I didn't do drugs, I didn't smoke cigarettes. Um, I, you know, I wasn't perfect by any means. I definitely did some stupid shit as a kid, but I just overall was a good kid and got good grades. And I didn't understand like things weren't going well. I didn't have friends. I didn't have a girlfriend. I didn't have a home. Uh, I had to move schools. So I was just like, fuck it. And uh, I just like stopped trying. So like I didn't turn in a, a, an assignment. I wasn't doing homework. And to, you know, my mom at the time was, she had was going through all of this too as an adult and she was get she was had to get a job and she was working and i had always gotten good grades for 11 years straight and never got in trouble so she didn't like you know at this point she wasn't like micromanaging my schoolwork or my homework because she was just knew that i always did it um because again i have an 11 year track record at this point of doing things the right way so why would she start uh you know micromanaging me now so there was a tr- there was a trust there like she trusted me to do what I needed to do. And I was abusing that trust by now I was just like fucking sabotaging. And at the time I didn't know it was sabotage. I don't know if it was like a way to, um, like get attention. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it was. (laughs) I don't have the answer, but at the time it was just like, I just remember thinking like, fuck it. Why bother? Because clearly trying hard at school doesn't mean shit. It didn't get me friends. I don't have a girlfriend. I'm about to, I'm going to graduate in less than a year at this point because I was in the middle of 11th grade. So, you know, um, and I ended up graduating high school early. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, I was just like, fuck it. Like, what's the point? What's the point of trying at this stuff if I'm not going to get anything else besides a report card that had a good grade on it? And, you know, it's not like I was in one of those situations where parents were like, oh, you got good grades, we're going to take you out to dinner, or you get a reward for it, it was just like, no, it was like, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, now, my mom's great, she always told me she was proud of me, but like, at a, after 11 years of that, it was like, I don't know, again, what's the point, fuck it, so, wasn't turning in assignments, uh, wasn't doing homework, uh, you know, just, and I, I wasn't like off doing other shit, like hanging out with friends, or dating or doing anything fun I was just like going home from school and at this time I did work out so I would go to the gym you know occasionally um we had like a gym at the apartment complex we ended up moving into or before that actually I would just work out at home um but even then it wasn't like super consistent because I was only 16 so I yeah I wasn't doing anything productive with my time is my point and uh so this went on for that entire quarter and then uh we get our report cards <laughs> and uh so i remember i told you i was a 30 uh, i was a i was a, a straight a student right so uh, at this point in uh, i again I, i've been out of the schools for so long now because i'm 33 but uh at 
at the school I went to, they did number grades. Obviously, 100 would be the best grade that you can get. And I remember specific times in my school career. Like, I remember one time in, like, uh, seventh grade or eighth grade, I had, like, a 112 out of 100 average in a couple of my classes because there had come times where the teacher had, like, been like, oh, if you do these, you know, questions for homework you get extra credit or whatever so i had got like i had gotten enough i had gotten straight a's then also gotten extra credit and the teacher's like well we can't put over 100 on your uh, report card so that's how good i was doing at school up until this point so keep in mind at, at a certain point I, I was always in the high 90s or hundreds in, in pretty much all of my classes so i get my report card back for uh, the first quarter of 11th grade and it was i had a 33 in English I think I had a 50 something in another like it was a fucking shit show (laughs) so again just like some form of like self-sabotage I've just been doing good my whole life you know perfect in this area as far as you know academics go got really frustrated got pissed off that I wasn't seeing the quote-unquote results that I thought I wanted to see and just like fucking sabotaged it again just didn't do anything so I went from uh, a straight A student to a 33, a 57, a six, like whatever those grades were. They were horrible, horrible grades. Now, keep in mind that I'm just entered a new school. So this is also the first impression that all of these teachers are getting of me. Some kid moves from downstate in the middle of the school year. Um, <laughs> I was one of those kids who wore like double XL, triple XL hoodies and baggy pants uh, so like, I wasn't like, you know, I didn't look like I wasn't perceived as like a smart, good kid. So I came in just looking like a, a white thug and I was getting horrible grades. This is my, uh, the impression that I gave the first impression that all of these teachers are now getting of me. So I remember when I got that report card, uh, handed to me, I remember being like, fuck. And my mom is like not the type of mom who like ever uh she didn't like just yell and get mad like she always believed in us and always uh would hear our side of things so if i had told my mom what happened uh she and i told her why she probably would have been really understanding and cool about it and been like okay well let's let's just let's just get back on track and all that stuff and let's have you know let you know she would have been cool about it but i don't know why i just didn't want to deal with whatever that consequence would have been i didn't want to deal with uh her getting uh mad at me or more more importantly disappointed in me because i felt like i had like abused her trust because she wasn't micromanaging me she wasn't like uh you know being hard on me uh and she was and she had a lot of stress on her plate you know she was stressed out she was raising three boys and getting a job and you know in my mind now i'm i would be making her life even harder by uh showing her that i fucked up this entire quarter so my plan um my plan was to forge a report card okay so um what I did was uh, the report cards, it was like one sheet of, of paper and 
I don't, again, I don't know what report cards look like nowadays. My son's only two and a half, so he doesn't get report cards. Um, uh, it was just like a sheet of paper, like, and, uh, the class listed on the left and then the grade listed on the right. So essentially what I did was I found a font and a font size that matched the numbers on the report card. And I printed that out in the library at school. I cut the uh, numbers out. I then glued them over the numbers on my report card and then made a photocopy of that. So again, I know my mom is not stupid. So if I had given her a sheet of paper with numbers glued to it, she would have known. But by photocopying it, it then like looked like a, a, a normal report card. Now, also, you have to remember, up until this point, I had always gotten good grades. So my mom didn't micromanage or overanalyze report cards. She looked at it. She saw that there was good grades and, and be like, oh, cool. So... Um, and oh yeah, my your parents had to like sign your report card too, and my mom's signature is like super easy. So I also just like forged her signature when I got the re- original report card, um, and it was again, it's like it's public school. The teachers didn't really overanalyze that. So anyway, I showed her the fake report card. Um, she was like, okay, cool. Like all the grades look normal. And I didn't, I also didn't like, I didn't push it too much. I made, I didn't make it all like straight A's. I made it like a couple of B's and like, I was, I was pretty methodical with it. I made it like, you know, I got to 80, 87s in some classes and 92s in some classes, just so it looked like, you know, relatively believable, uh, and almost like a, a subtle, like, oh, Hey, I didn't do as good as normal, but you know, we had just moved there and like that. So and not proud of this, but that was my plan. So it worked, right? It worked. Uh, my mom saw the fake report card, didn't think anything of it. And yeah, that was it. That was fine, right? So move on. And then I said to myself, I was like, okay, I dodged that bullet. I'm going to get fucking back on track. So I got back on track. I was like, it was like a wake up call. It was like, fuck, there's consequences to your actions. I didn't try. I fucked up, I stopped putting in effort, and the consequence was I got horrible grades, I almost had to face like the music, meaning like face the disappointment of my mom, tell her that I lied to her, all this stuff, and I was just like, okay, fucking get it back together. I was like, all right, if I just get it back together, I can, you know, uh, figure this out. (laughs) And uh, so anyway, I got back on track. I fucking started doing my work again, I started putting in effort at school. and during this period of time, uh, I'm not sure if I told this part of the story before in some fashion, but um, uh, in English class, we read Catcher in the Rye. And I don't know if you've ever read Catcher in the Rye, uh, but it the main character, Holden Caulfield, basically uh, feels very alienated from his peers. He just feels like he doesn't belong. Um, he's got almost like some mental health issues. He runs away from school. Like It's like a whole thing. And that book like really like hit me I just felt like it was about me and I felt related and he in the book he like questions like all like the normal social behaviors of the kids around him and like why people act the way that they do and it's just like I was like holy shit like this book is like about me I actually have a tattoo on my left shoulder of a it's a uh, carousel horse and uh, it's a version of the cover of Catcher in the Rye like that's how much that book affected me so uh 
<laughs> I did uh, when we had to do our final paper on the book. Uh, <laughs> how funny is uh, this? Is it's just funny to think back on this now. So you could choose um, your, the format you were gonna write the paper on, and the format I chose was uh, you could choose a dialogue. So you can choose a dialogue between. Uh, you know, a a character in the book and someone else. And it had to be, uh, you know, essentially like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, It had to be like a dialogue that you wrote uh, about the book, kind of like summarizing the book. uh, And it had to happen after the story ended in the book. So essentially what I did was I wrote a dialogue between Holden Caulfield, the main character, and his therapist. So pause for laughter there. The dude who's always talking about trauma and mindset and how I, you know, have done therapy as an adult. At 16 years old, I wrote a dialogue between the main character of a book of a kid who felt alienated from society and his therapist. And I got a 100 on the paper. And my teacher was like, who who never really interacted with me much, was like, told me how good it was and that I should think about go being a writer as like a, as like a career, like taking journalism or something like that. Cause she thought the writing was so good. And keep in mind when I wrote this dialogue, I just wrote it. Like I didn't like look things up and look up parts of the story. I just like wrote it from the heart and just like wrote what I, how I interpreted the mindset of the character and how he would talk to a therapist. And I wish I still had that paper. It might be somewhere, but, um, yeah, it was like she was blown away. So anyway, uh, came back, smashed that quarter. So the the class that I got a 33 in, just to reference, the class I got a 33 out of 100 in was English because d- during that first quarter when I didn't try. Second quarter, I got a 99 in English. So I went from a 33 to a 99, right? Uh, and that paper was part of the reason. And... Uh, so this is where the plan backfires because at the end of the second quarter, uh, when they give the report cards back, they have the classes listed on the left and the grades listed on the right. And they have your grades from quarter one and from quarter two. So now I have to forge another report card. So, um, But again, I didn't have to forge quarter two numbers, just quarter one again and cover those up. And I had to match them to the old report card. But again, my mom doesn't micromanage these things, so I knew that she wasn't really going to notice if the you know if the numbers were off because I couldn't remember what I had put. But so I forged a second report card because um, I'm like, okay, I'm back on track. I, um, you know, got things back in order and uh, I fixed the problem. And I I gave her the report card. She's like, okay, cool, proud of you. Moved on. But here's 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 the part I didn't expect. My English teacher calls my house on a random day. I don't even remember what day it was. To tell my mom how proud she was of me because of the improvement I made from quarter one to quarter two. And I don't I didn't hear the conversation, but I remember my mom being on the phone and could tell from the conversation who she was talking to. And this is back in two thousand seven uh so like we i didn't have a cell phone we still had a landline in our apartment um my mom's like 
in her and she my mom's super super nice so she didn't say this to the the english teacher but i could tell by her response in her head she was thinking what the fuck are you talking about like what improvement so then she asks uh the english teacher if she could send her a copy of the old report of the other you know quarter grades or whatever um i think she like was like oh yeah i lost it I, or something like that i, I can't remember the but anyway uh now my mom's like on to me and she's like what the what is she talking about so this led to a whole like uh conversation and i was gonna say confrontation but it wasn't confrontation my mom just approached me and was like what the hell is going on and i got very defensive and uh i was just trying to explain how i was you know frustrated with everything that was going on and uh and i just you know like said what's the point of trying and all this stuff and my mom like you know as I referenced before, she, she didn't give a fuck that I got a 33 in English during quarter one. She didn't care. She just was upset that I, like, lied to her. That's what she was upset about. She wasn't upset that I got bad grades. She wasn't upset that I was uh, that I was upset and that I didn't try. She was just like, well, you should have talked to me. And, like, you know, I don't care that you got bad grades. I, mean, I care that you, like, you know, went through all this trouble to lie to me and, and you know, didn't like trust me enough to think that I would, you know, be understanding or, um, that was the main thing that she lied to me. So I, I faced that consequence. She was really upset. I had abused her trust. I had lied to her as the first time. Like I had ever like really like lied, lied to her. Um, and anyway, we got past it. And then I, I, the following, like, you know, going into senior year, I had gotten back on track. I had, had good grades, still didn't have any friends, but, um, I basically had enough credits and enough gr- and uh, good enough grades to where I was able to graduate high school early. So instead of graduating in June of my senior year, I graduated in January of my senior year. Uh, and because I was like, well, I don't really care if I walk at graduation because I don't have any fucking friends. So I graduated in January and I just left school. Didn't, you know, didn't go back for graduation. Uh, I got my diploma in, in the mail and I didn't go to college and I worked a bunch of dead end jobs all through my twenties. Uh, and then decided I had been working out that whole time and then decided to become a personal trainer. And I started my personal training career when I was 23. And then, uh, you know, now I'm going to be 33 soon. So almost 10 years later, uh, cause I was 30, I was 23 going on 24 when I got, when I became a trainer. So, um, I've just crossed nine years as a trainer. And now I have my own business, I have my own home, uh, I have a wife, I have a son, uh, and things are great. But as you can see, there's a lot of easy comparisons there to people's weight loss struggles, right? You feel like you're doing perfect, and then things aren't going your way, so you're like, what's the point? So you fucking sabotage. But most people, what happens is they never come face-to-face with the consequence. And, you know, during that time, I made a lot of, you know, pretty reasonable excuses as to why I behaved that way. Oh, stuff was crazy at home. I was frustrated. I, uh, you know, I, I, I was lost. I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't feel like uh, home life is going the way I wanted to. I was stressed out. I didn't know how to express my emotions. Blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, there was still a consequence to my actions. There was the grades don't lie, right? So I could have come up with every excuse in the world, but if I had continued down that path and continued to flunk and continued to get bad grades, it would have had a negative effect on my on my future. Now, 
again, I chose not to go to college. It took me a long time, but I eventually started my own business and things are going fine now. But it could have easily not gone that way. And honestly, it probably took me a lot longer to get where I am, more so than most people because of the fact that I didn't go to college and I worked dead-end jobs for a really long time and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and I could have easily f- fallen into a job that was paying me just enough to get by and gotten comfortable and not pursued uh, a pe- something that I'm passionate about. And I, I'm grateful for that every day. But it took me longer. It took me a longer road, but I eventually had to put in the work. I had to, I had to, you know, figure out what I want to do. I had to commit and I had to put in work to, to accomplish something. And when it comes to the grades, like if I had just continued to make excuses and continued to say, well, I'm frustrated, things aren't going my way. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm, you know, a victim in this situation. I don't want to try at school. I don't have to try at school. Why should I, why should I bother? What's the point? I would have continued to get bad grades. I would have continued to go down that rabbit hole and who knows where it would have led to and when that that behavior would have ended. And this is what people do with their weight loss, right? They sabotage, they make excuses, they get mad. And, and a lot of these excuses are valid. They're depressed, they're sad, they're busy. Life is hectic, life is stressful, and it's what's the point? I've been trying for so long and things aren't happening. But at the end of the day, the consequences do not lie. If you're not prioritizing your health and either your blood tests come back bad or you get chronic disease or you're gaining unwanted weight, or you feel like shit. You can make all the excuses in the world, but those it's not going to change the consequence. You can't say to your body, well, I'm stressed and I don't feel like it, so you have to be healthy anyway. You have to lose weight anyway, even though I don't want to put in the effort. You have to improve your heart health, improve your metabolic health, even though I'm mad and I don't want to work out or I don't want to eat healthier, I don't want to track my calories. You can't expect things to happen in a positive way if you don't eventually face the consequences of reactions and say, I fucked up, I've been making bad decisions, and I need to make a change right now. That's the point of this whole story is that the numbers don't lie. The results don't lie. You can't say I've been putting in the work or you can't say that I'm too upset or mad or stressed to put in the work, but I want the result anyway. The numbers don't lie. The consequences don't lie. Eventually, you have to face the consequences and and look at yourself and go, all right, I fucked up. And hopefully, you have a system in place of you know empathy and forgiveness and support to where you can turn that around and learn how to make better decisions. But at the end of the day, if it's your decisions that lead to your consequences. You have to face them. So if you're in a position right now where you're not happy with your health, you're not happy with your body, you feel like shit, whatever it is, Stop looking at your, you know, excuses. And I hate to use the word excuse because a lot of times they're just reasons, right? They're they're valid reasons. I had valid reasons for my choices back then too. And, and I think that, you know, there's probably a ton of ways I, you know, I could justify making those decisions or, or, or been like, well, someone should have been there for me, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of reasons why you may be in the situation or the pain that you're in or be in the pain that you're in right now. But at the end of the day, you have to face the consequences and go, my decisions are getting me here. My choices are getting me here. And I'm the only one who can change that. And I have to turn this ship around. And I have to start now, like today, like right now, and make one decision to start turning this ship around and get it pointing in the right direction. Or else not only am I going to f- keep 
hit feeling the consequences that I'm currently feeling, but they're just going to get worse over time and you'll never know when they're actually going to stop. So start making a change today and face the consequences.